0: at plot destruction Sorcerer of death construction in the fields of bodies burning as the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind. Welcome to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia via the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live via Community Radio 3CR in Melbourne, 855 on the AM dial. The program is podcast. You can access the podcast by going to 3cr.org.au, 3cr.org.au. It'll be up there for six, seven, eight weeks. Who knows? It'll be there. Send it to your friends. Send it to your enemies. If you find something of interest, share it. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep the anarchist Will this week as a private vice. It's a public service, not a private vice. Share it with your friends. My name's Joseph Descone. I'm hosting today's program. If You know what anarchism is all about? Anarchist society is a voluntary, non-hierarchical society based on the creation of political and social structures, which is based on direct democratic, democratic principles where wealth is held in common. ...and used for the common good. And why those two concepts? Very simple. The term anarchos means without rulers. How do you create a society without rulers? You destroy the building blocks that give individuals and small groups power... uh, ...the ability to exercise power, and that's inequalities in power and wealth. And those inequalities in power exist because of institutionalised hierarchies... The more hierarchical a system, the more centralised a system, the greater the possibility that we get the Trumps and the Kim Il-Jungs of the world, you know, ruling our destiny. Anarchism is about breaking down hierarchy in order to create a society without rulers, which requires participation. And the key to listening to the anarchist world this week is participation. The big P. Participation. Without you, we are nothing. It's that simple. Without you, we are just a disembodied voice which leaves the stratosphere and journeys to the end of time. Nothing. Uh, We are nothing. All right, we've got a lot of things we want to talk about today. Well, I want to talk about today. You're not talking, obviously, although you could be screaming at the radio or the podcast. Uh, We have a lot of things we want to talk about, but I'd just like to remind you of a few things that are happening because... One of the great things which I find really difficult to understand in an age of instant communication, you know, in an age where somebody picks their nose on the other side of the world we know about it instantly, is the social isolation. The social isolation. Although we live in cities, most of us, and big towns, the loneliness and the social isolation experienced by many people whose only interaction would be, you know, talking to an automatic uh, teller or an automatic checkout at a uh, supermarket. So, social isolation is a killer. And many of the events we organise are not just events which mark historical occasions, not just events which. Allow people to, uh, you know, talk about and congregate and protest and gather regarding particular issues. But a lot of these issue, a lot of these events, are organised in such a way as to break people's social isolation, especially people with an egalitarian, radical perspective, because it, sometimes it can be difficult to interact with your neighbours and friends when somehow they think the ideas that you are talk about, you know, are, no long, are not relevant or utopian, or, you know, could never be part of reality. So these events allow people to come together. So there's a few events organised for the next two weeks, and I will go through them. Because breaking down social isolation, allowing people to come together, act together, eat together, eat uh, creates those bonds of friendship and solidarity which are necessary to create uh, a society, within a society which is based on egalitarian principles. So what's happening? Well, every Wednesday night, as you know, fresh food at the Conjo Ethiopian Restaurant, if you're in Melbourne, which is across the road from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, which is the top end of Smith Street, 21 Smith Street in Fitzroy. Uh, So you'll see the Free Freesaur building on the corner there, walk across the road, about 10 metres, and there it is, Conjo Ethiopian Restaurant. We start at 6pm, go to 9pm, sometimes 10pm, depending on the number of people who attend. An evening of discussion, fun, interaction, meeting people, forming alliances, getting involved, possibly, uh, you know... Um, Organising actions, organising activities, break down that social isolation. That's the whole purpose of this. Every Wednesday night at the same venue until we change our mind. But currently, we'll be going to the end of the year, see how it goes. If it doesn't go well, well, then we'll try something else. But it's going very well at the minute. It's been the scene of uh, a little bit of merriment, a lot of merriment, and also the scene of the ability to organise things. So think about that. Next, this Saturday, that's right, this Saturday, which I think will be the 9th, that's right. This Saturday is the 9th of September. This Saturday, I'll be at the Old Ballarat Cemetery at 11am. Wind, hail, rain, sunshine, sleet, snow. Come down to the old Ballarat Cemetery, not the new Ballarat Cemetery, 11am. We'll talk about the Eureka Rebellion, look at the Eureka graves, discuss the events, how those events, which occurred almost 160 years ago, uh, have uh, an impact on Australian society today. Because this is not contested history, as conservatives and reactionaries would like us to believe. This is not contested history. This is us celebrating our history, and after about an hour at the old Ballarat Cemetery, we'll move down to the um, to Trades Hall in Camp Street in Ballarat. There's a photo exhibition there. Have a coffee, have a drink. You can buy a drink at the bar, and possibly uh, something to eat. We'll work it out when we get there. So you're welcome. Come along. Doesn't cost anything. Obviously, the food will cost you something doesn't cost anything to come to lm meet like-minded people learn about your history talk to like-minded people more social interaction in the regions of Victoria very simple now don't forget if you listen to this program on September the 6th Wednesday September the 6th we've got the regular monthly defend and extend public housing rallies outside Victorian Parliament and Spring Street in Parliament starts at midday Doesn't matter if it's raining, we'll go for as long as we can. Should be there for about an hour, at least an hour, possibly an hour and a half. We'll be there. We need to raise the issue of uh, expanding the public housing sector, not just defending what we have, but expanding the public housing sector. And next week, we've got the launch of the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee, which you're all invited to, and I'll speak about that in a minute. So there is something every week, every week. There are events organised, and they're organised for three reasons. One, to break down social isolation of radical activists in this country. Egalitarian radical activists bring us together in a social setting, in an activist setting. Two, it's about learning about our history. We do have a history. You may not read it in the textbooks. You may not see it in the 24-hour media cycle, but we do have a history which moulds us and dominates the type of activities that we are involved in. We do have that history, and it's important that we remember that history. And three, it is a way of us changing the political, social and cultural landscape by being involved in activities, by not being mere spectators to what is happening around us. And I've been an anarchist for 49 years, right? A long, long time. And what I've noticed since the introduction of the World Wide Web is although there's much more, you know, trivial discussion in far in, as far as activism is concerned, few and far between. Most people think that if they interact on the net that somehow things will change. Nothing changes without action. You're listening to The Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia. On the Community Radio Network Now, today we are going to Reap what we've sown We are going to reap The seeds Of privatisation, globalisation Corporatisation, deregulation Today we reap the seeds And there are three issues I'd like to look at And they're all interlinked Because they're all Directly related To the 40 years, the last 40 years of so-called political change that has occurred not just in Australia but most of the world where we have seen most of the political, social and cultural gains made during the first 70 years of the 20th century being washed away washed away by political representatives who no longer act in the interests of the people they represent, who continue to act and continue to promote a parliamentary agenda which benefits those with capital, those with assets, a parliamentary agenda which is designed to keep 10 or 15% of this country bubbling over and the rest of us behind. And we are now reaping the seeds of that revolution. And it was a revolution for people who protested and organised and agitated and revolted for over a century in order to force the state to change its colours from an organisation which protected the interests of the rich and powerful to an organisation which began to take the interests of the population as a whole seriously and was forced, dragged, kicking and screaming to provide basic, essential services and infrastructure to its citizens that is the history of the 21st century 20th century that is the history of the 20th century think about it that was our history universal education universal health care a social security net which captured most people universal infrastructure access to infrastructure And the list goes on and on. Over the last 40 years, this has been swept aside. I'm going to look at three examples which are relevant today, right now, as I speak, right now. If you go up to a pool, which is still, the water is still, and you throw a stone in the middle of that pool, the ripples spread to the edge. And that's what we are seeing. We are seeing the ripples of the deregulation, privatisation, corporatisation, globalisation revolution. We are seeing how it affects ordinary people, how it affects those people whose labour is used to create wealth for other people, those people who have been removed from the labour market and forced to fend them for themselves using a social security system which is having holes cut in it every day by governments to ensure more and more people find themselves at the sticky end of life. Think about it. Right? Think of it that way. Stones in a pond and the ripples. The first ripple is the privatisation of the Commonwealth Employment Service and the partial destruction of the social security system. While corporate welfare and corporate entitlement have reached you know, historic proportions, the state, in order to fill the coffers, is cutting holes in the social security net so more and more people are falling through that net. What we've seen today is the wholesale privatisation of unemployment. We are seeing private organisations which are supported financially by taxpayers churning people through who are in no position to work forced into short-term, temporary, poorly paid employment for the sake of statistics, not for their sake. So changes to the social security system have meant that fewer and fewer Australians are able to access disability support pensions. People have major difficulties coping, whether it's physically, mentally, intellectually, are now being forced into this artificially created job market. People who are not ready or unable to go into employment are now being forced into this situation. And it's no longer through some type of government-run employment service, but through private providers a handful of five or six major private providers who are making milk and honey at the expense of the Australian taxpayer, who are paid to a significant degree in terms of the people they place, who don't care about people they place and just as importantly don't care about the business organisations they place these individuals in. So what happens is, everybody loses. People who need to be on disability support pensions, because they're having major difficulties in their lives, are forced on new start allowances. Once they're on a new start allowances, they can lose everything if they don't jump through the hoops. They're forced to access private providers who go through these hoops. in order to prepare people, to make people job-ready, in inverted commas. You like that word? Job-ready. And when they're not job-ready, they're thrown into the open marketplace so that they can get their bonus because somebody who's been long-term unemployed or previously on a disability support pension is now in so-called employment. And it's not fair to the business, And it's not fair to the individual, because in the majority of cases, it ends in tears. And then we go through the same process again, and again, and again, and again. And the only people who enrich themselves are these private corporations, and they are corporations, the great majority of them, who are being subsidised by the taxpayer to get people to be job ready. And we call this an unemployment service. Extraordinary. Mickey Mouse courses, for the sake of doing Mickey Mouse courses, people being, who, are un, who are not ready to go into the job market, pushed into unemployment they're not suited for, creating extra problems for them and creating problems for the businesses that they've been you know shunted off into. And the only people who benefit is the government because the statistics look good, The unemployment rate is decreasing or stable. And the corporations which run the retraining facilities, they're really prison facilities because people on new start allowances don't have a choice. If you say no, well, you lose your new start allowance. Well and simple. So that's example number one. Let's look at example number two. And example number two is based on the rise of groups in our society which sponsor hate. Groups in our society which are growing exponentially because of government policy. Government policy, which over the years has been used to marginalise an increasing number of Australians who find it difficult, if not impossible, to find employment, who are shunted aside and treated like human garbage. And unfortunately, there is a growth of a movement amongst people who have been shunted aside so that the corporations can maximise their profits, and that's what it's all been about. I mean, Australia was the envy of the world 100 years ago, 150 years ago, 100 years ago, 120 years ago, because of the strong trade union movement. A strong trade union movement ensured that working people and the people they supported had a decent standard of living. It wasn't brilliant, but it was decent. That's what it was about. It ensured that people had access to the housing market. It ensured there was a little bit of social cohesion in society. Obviously, there were outbreaks of issues, you know, problems, but there was social cohesion, general social cohesion. But today, government policies have created a no future generation, an increasing number of Australians who see no future for themselves and, more importantly, see no future for their children and grandchildren, and this has occurred through the introduction of legislation, which has one almost destroyed the trade union movement as a viable opposition; two, which has allowed the deregulation of the labour market; three, which has allowed unemployed, which has allowed overseas labour to be brought across. On bodgy visas, which are exploited by the corporate sector and businesses in order to maximise their profits at the expense of local Australians. So you create, you create this mentality of them and us. Them and us. Them and us. And you create a social fabric that in many ways mirrors what happened in Europe in the 20s and 30s, which resulted in the rise of fascism as emerging political movements pointed the finger at the other. It's the other that's the problem. It's the Jew. It's the black. It's the gay. They're the problem. We get rid of them, it'll be hunky-dory. And we've seen what fascism, led to we have seen we have the history there we see what racism leads to it's there so in this drive for profit in this drive for profit we have created a community where people fight amongst themselves because of Differences, superficial differences, racial differences, language differences, differences in race, differences in religious affiliation, and the list goes on and on. It's always the problem of the other. And you see the growth of political movements, which are supported by the corporate sector to a significant degree, which sees the rise and rise of, of this intolerance. And this is directly due to government policies which put Corporate interests before public interest on every available time. Always. Corporate interest before public interest. And what is the public? The public is us. All of us. We are the public. Us. Men, women and children. We are the public. So you've got government policies and a political system which has been hijacked by that small section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication, that has been hijacked in order to promote their financial interests. And instead of people organising around the idea that if you break the domination of unaccountable corporations over our political institutions, we have political movements which grow which point the finger at the other, without challenging the role that corporate power plays in our society today. So it's no wonder that we are reaping the seeds of hate which were sown when successive governments in this country have been pushing policies which promote the interests of a very small minority. Now, public interest before corporate interest was formed for one very good reason. We were formed about 19 months ago. And we were formed for one very good reason. We were formed to give people the opportunity to become involved in a political, social and cultural organisation that didn't blame the other, that acted as an alternative to political groups that blame the other for the state we find ourselves in, in society. And our aims and membership criteria are very clear. We aim... To ensure the interests of the Australian public are put before the interests of unaccountable corporations whose major responsibility is to create ever increasing profits for their major shareholders, irrespective of the human, social, environmental, and at national costs. That tiny section of society that owns the means of production, distribution, exchange and communication have become so powerful they're instrumental in setting the parliamentary agenda and determining who governs us it's time the interests of the public the many are put for are put before the interests of corporations the few that's our aim very simple membership unlike These organisations which you are seeing now slowly grow in our society which are using people's dissatisfaction to point the fingers at other people. Membership is open to people of all religious beliefs and those with no religious beliefs. We welcome people of all races, nationalities, genders and sexual orientation. We believe all human beings are born with inalienable rights and liberties, no government can legislate away or corporations take away. So public interest before corporate interest is an inclusive organisation, which doesn't see the other as the problem. The problem is the domination of the political systems by unaccountable corporations who have only one responsibility to create ever-increasing profits for their major shareholders. And if you think I'm kidding, look at all those little shareholders in Channel 10, lost their money while the big boys and girls are raking it in. So if you want to join, instead of, you know, crapping on about this and that and saying, well, I don't want to join a political party or a social movement, I'm an individual, oh, it's been tried before, what's the point you know, it's not going to work, nothing ever works, woe is me, let's take my Kool-Aid now, you know. Think about it. Our future lies in our hands. It doesn't lie in anybody else's hands. We are the people we've been waiting for. So I encourage you to look at the website, public interest before corporate interests. PIPCI, P-I-B-C-I dot net. I encourage you to download the application form. As soon as we've got 550 members on the electoral roll, that's the law, we will apply for registration as a political party in this country. And while everybody else, you know, organises among people with the same beliefs, we go out. We are out there. At the end of October, we'll be having a picnic at New Lambie South between Warrigal and Moorwall and regional Victoria and hopefully set up a branch out there. We've already set up a Rosebud Mornington branch of public interest before corporate interest. There's an active branch in Frankston Hastings hopefully I'll be able to uh, announce the next week or two a picnic in Pascoe Vale in Melbourne to to organise another branch of public interest before corporate interests and possibly after that and we'll see so we are looking for people we are looking for people who are willing to stand up we are looking for people who don't believe that effort that it's impossible to change things who believe that their effort can lead to egalitarian change. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for people. It's very simple. All you've got to do is organise a picnic somewhere. Check the date with us. I'm happy to come down. Other members of public interest before corporate interest are happy to support you. We'll advertise it. We'll help you set up a local branch because we need to defeat not just the corporate sector But we need to defeat these political and social organisations which are exploiting people's marginalisation to push an agenda that points the finger at the other in our society. We are better than that. We are much better than that. And as I said before, I'm happy, to, you know, I'm happy to talk to anybody in regional Victoria if you organise a meeting. And if you organise a meeting interstate, if you're listening to this program by the Community Radio Network, I'm happy to come along if you can help me to pay the fare to get there and back. Because this needs to be a national movement, not just a movement in one region, but a national movement. We are at the crossroads as a people because we are reaping the seeds of the globalisation, corporatization, deregulation, privatisation revolution. We are reaping those seeds today. Seeds that were planted 40 years ago that are ripening, coming to fruition, and we are now eating the bitter fruit of a political and social movement which has put the interests of the few before the interests of the many. And it's time that the many... And there are many of us organised, got together and fought back. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. You can download the Public Interest Before Corporate Interests uh, application form from pipsy.net. Haven't got a computer? We still love you. I don't have a computer. Write to us at Post Office Box 20, Parkville, 3052. We'll send you out an application form. Leave a message on 0439 395 489. 0439 395 489. And bingo, before you know it, you'll get an application form. Join what I think will be one of the fastest-growing political movements in this country over the next 12 to 18 months. Join public interests before corporate interests. We're getting a bit of traction, we're starting to move We are the antidote We, public interest before corporate interest Is the antidote To social and political movements Which centralise power Centralise wealth Point the finger at the other We are that antidote Join us today If you don't, well, that's your choice But join us today All right, let's move on Now next week We will be launching the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee in Melbourne. And you're wondering, who's Peter Norman? What's this all about? What's it all about? Well, we'll be launching it at, believe it or not, midday, 12 o'clock sharp, midday sharp. Next, outside the Melbourne City Square, which is currently undergoing redevelopment. That's fine. It's undergoing redevelopment. It's a wide footpath. we will be there. We've got the banners. Join us on Wednesday, the 13th of September at midday, near the, near the corner of Swanson and Collins Street. You'll see the banners, you'll see the people. It's a media launch of the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee. So, what are the aims of the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee? To hold yearly commemorations on the 9th of October, Peter Norman Day, the day of his funeral in 2006. To acknowledge the brave, dignified and moral stamp, Peter Norman took on the 16th of October 1968 in the struggle for universal human rights. You're thinking, what are you talking about, Joe? Have you gone bananas? Just think about the iconic images of the 20th century. And one of the iconic images of the 20th century is... The 1968 Olympics when Peter Norman stood on the same dais as Tommy Smith and John Carlos in the 200 metres race where they raised the Black Power salute and Norman wore a badge on the dais and said to them, I will stand with you. And this is in the struggle for universal human rights. And our second aim is to campaign for the establishment of a significant interactive monument in the soon-to-be-redeveloped Melbourne City Square to highlight that Melbourne is one of the world's most successful multicultural cities. Think about it. Go to the website. Yes, we've got a website and a Facebook page. The website is peternormancc.com. So, Peter Norman Commemoration Committee, peternormancc.com. And the Facebook page is Peter Norman CC. Very simple. Get involved, see what it's all about. And if you are in Melbourne, on Wednesday, the 13th of September at midday, join us. Join us to launch this campaign. This will be a long campaign, as all our campaigns are. It's a long campaign. As you saw for the Tundaminui Moor Bohina Commemoration, it's a long campaign that was a 12 year campaign and it's really really sad to see one of melbourne's prominent newspapers the sunday age do an article about monuments in uh, melbourne and uh, actually ignore the fact that the tanaminuwai memorial commemoration uh, monument exists incredible sloppy reporting sloppy reporting really sloppy reporting Multiple articles in the age over the last decade regarding that particular struggle. Articles when it was uh, officially launched in September 2016. It's as if it doesn't exist. Visit the monument. Join us on the 20th of January next year, on the day Tanaminawe and Moobohina were hung for the heinous crime of resisting white colonisation. Join us. Join us on that day. Join us on Indigenous... Freedom Fighters Day. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, Freedom Fighters Day. Join us on the 25th of January. We all know that the 26th of January, everybody's unhappy, so join us on the 20th. Celebrate, remember, commemorate all those men, women and children which resisted colonisation, who paid the ultimate price. I know everybody's talking about Passchendaele today. It's the 100th anniversary of the Passchendaele slaughter in Belgium. In 1917, over 38,000 Australians were killed, wounded or missing in action in an eight-week battle to gain eight kilometres. Over half a million people were slaughtered. And what were they slaughtered for? For the glory of God, king and country. That's what they were slaughtered for. Extraordinary extraordinary and we seem to forget 100 years later we remember the sacrifice but don't, we don't remember why so many people were slaughtered for such, for nothing to keep those in power, in power and when you look at wars it's the same story over and over again isn't it here we are the United States rattling their sabre North Korea rattling its sabre going head to head you know, what for? The glory of a few leaders. Think about it. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And what's the uh, third thing we're going to talk about? Because I said there would be three issues we would look at. We've looked at two. So what's the third issue? Power. Our beloved Prime Minister, Mr Turnbull, thinks he's on a winner. He is on a winner. Because everybody's bitching about power prices, and I don't blame them. I've seen some bills that some people on on, um, Social Security benefits have to pay. And I've seen some bills that ordinary workers have to pay for a little bit of heating, a little bit of light. And it's extraordinary. So again, we are reaping what we sowed. We are reaping what we sowed. Especially in Victoria and South Australia especially, and to a lesser degree, in New South Wales and Queensland and West Australia, but Victoria and South Australia, the privatisation capitals of the modern universe. We saw all these essential services privatised, given away to the private sector. Power lines, generation facilities, you know, uh, companies that dull it out, It went on and on, and now we are seeing what happens when you privatise essential infrastructure. Power is essential for a postmodern society, essential. All those wonderful things on your internet, no power, no no internet, no power, no cars, those petrol browsers won't work without a bit of electricity, the list goes on and on and on and on. No automatic tellers working, that would be terrible, wouldn't it? So why do we find ourselves in this situation? And I'll say it again. 25 million people living on a continent, why resource-rich continent, not Bangladesh, which is one third underwater, but a resource-rich continent. Why do we find ourselves in this situation? Because of privatisation. Because we've given the corporate sector its head. We have said, Do what you like. Forgetting that the ultimate endpoint of capitalism isn't competition. It's monopolization. And what we see is the growth of privately owned monopolies controlling essential infrastructure. And our beloved Prime Minister, young Malcolm, has to call in the gas companies, to have a chat to them. And he has to talk to AGL to extend the life of a dying power station. Even AGL says, mate, we've seen the writing on the wall. Coal is dead. We're going to close it down, irrespective of what you say. And this occurs because we have allowed one of the essential components of a postmodern society, energy, Production to reside in the hands of the private sector, whose major responsibility is not to the nation, not to Malcolm, not to you, not to their small shareholders with their little, you know, super superannuation funds, you know, buying into these corporations, but to their major shareholders. That. Is their only responsibility to create ever increasing profits for them? And if they don't, the money flows somewhere else. So once again, once again, we are reaping the benefits of 40 years of privatization, globalization, corporatization, and deregulation. Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful? Increased crime, less social cohesion, the growth of hate groups, static wages, huge holes in the social security net, increased corporate welfare, a parliamentary system which is, you know, is hooked, addicted to the minutia and trivia of life, paralysed, can't even make a decision. How pathetic. We're about to spend $125 million, depending on what the High Court decides in the next 48 hours, because the Liberal Party can't make a decision. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. For them, not me. We're about to be plunged into darkness because the Liberal National Party can't make a decision about energy policy. Are we going to have another survey about whether we should close down coal-powered uh, power stations, fired power stations? Are we going to have another survey? We're going to spend more money because the Liberal Party can't make, Liberal National Party can't make up its mind because they're divided. What a pathetic state of affairs! It is. Tragic. It's comic. It's laughable if the consequences weren't so serious. Extraordinary. Just extraordinary. People who can't even utilise the power that the citizens have given it through the electoral process. Just extraordinary. You listen to Parliament. And then walk into a, your local vomitorium and put your fingers down your neck because that's about all it's worth these days. Just extraordinary, extraordinary, and you wonder why we have the growth of hate in our community, the growth of despair. Where well, every time you read, you know, read a newspaper or go onto social media, you hear about people's depressed existence, about how they've lost their confidence, lost their mojo, as you say, lost their confidence, not just in the institu- inst- in institutional structures that govern them and provide services, but lost confidence in themselves, in their ability to organise, in their ability to change the direction of their lives, in the ability to change the direction of their communities. So it's a matter of putting it together. Can you name one person in federal parliament or state parliament or local government you think has something decent to say about any of the major issues which confront us today? Can you think of one figure in the government guild at ABC and the corporate media that has something to say. And it's very funny to hear them complain about the fruit which is now being gathered by the community from the deregulation, privatisation, corporatisation, globalisation revolution, which is unfit for human consumption, while not Talking about the reasons we find ourselves in this state as a community. Whether it's the energy crisis, whether it's the inability of people to access social security support, whether it's the inability to get full time work, whether it's about escalating power prices, whether it's about the impotence of parliamentary politics. We begin to realise that we are now at that period that when we realise the fruits that have been born of the deregulation, privatisation, globalisation, corporatization revolution are unfit for human consumption. So what comes next? Despair or hope? I say hope. Hope is the love child of desire and expectation, the desire for change. And just as important, the expectation that change will occur. And that doesn't occur just through desire. I can desire that beautiful little, you know, model ship, but I can't get it unless I work towards it. It's the same. If you want to create an egalitarian community, if you want to create a community where we can all, irrespective of who we are, develop ourselves to our fullest potential, if you want to break down the inequalities, you need to be active. You need to get involved. It's no excuse that you're too old or too young or too sick. We've all got issues. I mean, I could spend all the next hour talking about my issues. Listen to the Anarchist World this week, broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. As I said before, the struggle for public housing is a fundamental struggle because what we are at the tail end is the privatisation of the public housing sector where governments wash their hands of providing safe, secure accommodation for their citizens where they leave it to a private sector which works for one thing, to make a buck. And it's no, it's, it's very acute currently in Victoria, where the Labor government is attempting to privatise every public house in this in the state of Victoria. So I encourage you to go to the Defend and Extend Public Housing website. I encourage you to join the rallies. And if you're listening to this program on the Wednesday, the 6th of September, I encourage you to join us at midday on the steps of the Victorian Parliament House. And if you can't make it in September, make it in October, the 18th of October. All these are parliamentary sitting days. We are having an effect. And there wouldn't have been an effect without us and other groups that are involved in this campaign. We are having an effect. The government has temporarily, the Labor government has temporarily stopped transferring titles to the community and social housing sector, private organisations. It is having trouble getting its agenda through Parliament. The Legislative Council, because of our efforts, is now holding a public inquiry into public housing. So if you think nothing can be achieved, well, we don't want you. Things can change if people put effort into it. If you can, join us for the Defend and Extend Public Housing rallies. And if you can, get involved in the Defend and Extend Public Housing campaigns. Now, one last thing. For 40 years, I've been broadcasting these ideas. 40 years. And on Wednesday, the 20th of September, marks the 40th anniversary. Not just of the anarchist world this week But Encounters with the Food Alternative Which is the program which led to the anarchist world this week And we are holding a shinding uh, Knees up Mother Brown That's right, knees up Mother Brown uh, Our little party So join us Wednesday If you're in Melbourne, once again Melbourne Because this program does come out of Melbourne Join us at the Unitarian Church And why a church? Because it's you find out when you get there. 110 Gray Street, East Melbourne. 110 Gray Street, East Melbourne. Doors open at 9.30am, live broadcast, 10am to 11am. Then after live broadcast, question and answers. And then uh, lunch at 12, the uh, Sampari Network from the uh, West Parkland community will be providing lunch. Lunch will cost $15. I'm sorry. That's what we kind of got the minimum. Beautiful lunch, 15 bucks. Join us. Unitarian Church, 110 Gray Street, East Melbourne, Wednesday the 20th of September, 9.30am to about 2pm. Celebrate the 40th anniversary of the anarchist world this week, which has been broadcast around this nation for many, 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 many years. Here we are, Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. Join public interest before corporate interest, pipsy.net. Download the application for. Join the Defend and Extend Public Housing Rally Wednesday the sixth of September, midday to about 1.30 pm. Join the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee launch midday. Wednesday the Wednesday thirteenth of September, midday outside the the redeveloped redeveloping Melbourne City Square, the corner of Collins and Swanson Street 20th of January Join us for the 40th anniversary Celebrations Board this weekend Going to Ballarat Join me at 11am At the old Ballarat Cemetery 11 to 12 Bit of a tour Bit of a discussion After that Down to Trades Hall In Camp Street Have a look at the Exhibition Maybe have something To eat and drink So thank you for Listening to the Anarchist World this week Many things are Happening Go to my personal Facebook page It's all there Toscano for the Public Toscano for the public Irrespective of the weather Dinner at Wednesday night Starting at 6pm Conjo Ethiopian Restaurant Across the road from Community Radio 3CR Join us, lots of things happening Break your social isolation Make the effort All welcome Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week On your local community radio station Go to the Anarchist Media Institute website anarchistmedia.org the Defend and Extend Public Housing webpage, my personal fa- sorry, Facebook page, My personal Facebook page. Toscano for the public. Go to the Peter Norman Commemoration Committee uh, Facebook page, Peter Norman CC. Thank you once again for listening to the Anarchist World this week on your local community radio station. Listen in to the Anarchist World this week, next week on your local community radio station. Minds that plot destruction Sorcerer of Death construction An analysis you'll never hear anywhere else Anarchist World this week Australia's sacred cow slaughterhouse 10am every Wednesday Listen to the Anarchist World this week For an up-to-date analysis Of local, national and international events my hands. oh Lord, yeah. oh.